Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I went to high school in San Angelo, which is in the Diocese of Northwest Texas, and the Camp and Conference Center for the Diocese of Northwest Texas is in Amarillo. So if you know that part of Texas, you know that for starters, in no sense is San Angelo the northern part of anything. But Amarillo is quite far north, nearly in Oklahoma. In fact, there are parts of Oklahoma that are south of Amarillo. And we would make that drive across those long stretches of empty highway in a church van three or four times a year. And I had a very patient youth minister whose job it was to drive us in that church van three or four times a year from San Angelo all the way to Amarillo and back. And as you can imagine, we liked to tease him and we were really eager to know when we would get there. And so he developed this pattern. Anytime we asked him how much longer or how far we were, his answer was always, halfway. We're halfway. Pulling out of the parking lot at the church where we'd all met. How much longer, Stephen? We're halfway. Pulling off the highway in Amarillo. How much longer, Stephen? Oh, we're halfway. And sometimes it worked really, really well, and we would get tired of asking him, knowing that the answer was always going to be halfway. Sometimes It was just really fun to hear him say it was halfway, every half hour, no matter where we were. We were halfway there. I've been thinking about that because I feel like a lot of things feel like Stephen's halfway right now in the way we are living together. Most, especially the pandemic, feels like we're halfway. Not because I think it's going to be another year, please don't get me wrong, but because we're not quite there, and yet we're not where we were a year ago for sure. I'm standing here in this room with you all. I saw some of you hug and shake hands as you came in. We are closer than we were, and we're anticipating new guidance from the diocese that will help us feel even closer. And yet, At least in my house, one member of my family can't be vaccinated yet, and so we won't arrive for a little while yet. We'll be in this halfway, at least until we're all protected. And maybe this halfway helps us understand what's going on in the church year too. We're in this Sunday between the Ascension and the Pentecost. So Jesus has been resurrected, he's fulfilled what he promised the disciples, and he was with them, teaching them and walking around with them and in the body. 
helping them to understand that his promises were true. And then he ascends, he goes to heaven, he returns to the Father, as he also has been promising him would happen. And they're left in between. Next week, we'll hear how the Holy Spirit comes and fills the disciples and the apostles with God's word and with the power to go out and to preach it. But just this week, just this week, we're halfway. The, the, Jesus has, has ascended, but the Holy Spirit hasn't come yet. They sit in this halfway place. And really, if you want to take another step back, all of the history of Christianity exists halfway there. We've known Jesus. Jesus has come and lived among us, and we have the scripture and the testimony to remind us of that. But we also know something else is coming. God is working out God's will for the world. God is sanctifying the world, even as we stay here. And at some point, that will be fulfilled in Jesus' return to the earth and in a new life that has been promised. Really, every Christian since the second generation after Christ has lived halfway. So maybe the disciples in this halfway moment after the ascension, but before the Pentecost, thought back to what Jesus had prayed for them, remembered what he'd said as John records it in his gospel today, because he's praying for them for a time when he is not with them. And so at this halfway moment, maybe they think back and remember what he'd said. And Jesus' prayer in John is really very beautiful for them. He says that they know a lot of things. They know the truth because he's given it to them. And they know the Father because they know Jesus, and to know Jesus is to know the Father. And they know the Word. The Word was given to Jesus, and Jesus has given it to the disciples, and so they know that as well. They know all these things, and he prays that because they know these things, they might have these blessings that he wishes for them that they might live in unity, that they might be one as Jesus and the Father are one, that they might be protected as Jesus protected them when he was with them. He prays that the Father will continue to protect them even in his absence, that they will be sanctified even as the Father is sanctifying Jesus. The prayer is that his disciples will be sanctified as well and that they'll find themselves belonging to Jesus and through Jesus to the Father and from that belonging, Jesus says, comes joy, that my joy might be complete in them. Because they know some things, they can receive this whole, whole uh, outpouring of blessings that Jesus prays for them in this beautiful prayer. So as we sit with the disciples, halfway there, in this between time, in our between time, Jesus says we are being sent exactly as, the Greek in this text where Jesus says, as you sent me, so I send them, might be translated as exactly as. It's not just a metaphor. We are being sent just as Jesus was sent by the Father. So if we are going to be sent 
through these in-between times, into this halfway, we had better know the one who came before us. We had better know Jesus who walked this path ahead of us. The good news is the church has had a little bit of time to figure out how do we know Jesus in this halfway time. Maybe not as much time as Stephen felt he had in those church fans with us, but some time, a couple millennia to figure this out. We've got the tools that the church has given us to help us know Jesus so that we might also share in those blessings that he wished on his disciples. We have the scripture and his commandment that we study it and pray over it and spend time with it so that we might see him revealed to us as those who wrote these words down for us saw him and knew him. And we have each other gloriously gathered together in a room again. We have the spark of Jesus in each person he puts along our way. In this Christian family, but beyond here too. We have our own prayer life, the rhythms and commitments that we make to return, to wait on that wisdom, to when we feel like we're in the halfway, wait for the Holy Spirit to come back in a more palpable way. We have the sacrament. Even today, we'll draw close to Jesus in this way, receive him into our bodies, draw close to the mystery of his body broken for us in the bread and the wine. And if we are to follow where he's followed, if we are to go and be sent exactly as he was sent, we are to be close to those with whom he was close, which all of our scripture and prayer and study will remind us were the least among us, the poor and the child and the orphan, the sick, and the hungry. If we are close to those among us, we are close to him as well. And from that, the promise is, even in this halfway, we will see his joy, and his joy will be complete in us. Thanks be to God.